great are you, God? God above God, King of kings and Lord of lords. God, there is no one in the universe like you. God, so often on earth we put our focus and our vision on people who who are mere mortal, mere men, and we look to them to lead or to be an influence, God. There is no one like you. Great are you, Lord. God, there is no government as great as you are. There is no king. There is no sickness, no disease, no fear. You are great and above all. God, and you have come to give us life. Life here and life abundantly and God, life in the ever after. God, you've come to give us hope and a vision of something that is greater than this world, greater than our thoughts and our hopes of what we can accomplish here on this earth. Even though we even walk in your blessings here and now. God, we thank you for the promise that you walk with us every day. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. I will fear no evil. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me, God, and I need comfort. God, we need you. We need your comfort and your love to be with us, to lead and guide us. And we thank you that you are here. God, I thank you that if anyone within the sound of my voice in this room or listening now or listening in the future is feeling distant from you. All they have to do is turn to you and cry out to you, God, and you're here. As Peter in the water, walking towards you, got his eyes off of you and began to sink like we all do, cried out, Lord, and you immediately grabbed him by the hand, God. If we'll come to you and cry out, Lord, you immediately grab us. So let everyone in the sound of my voice heed that and cry out and say, God, I need you. Come. Fill us. Heal us. Bring your life. In Jesus' name. God good? Yes. Amen. Hey, as comfortable as you are, greet someone. If that means waving to them, then wave to them. If, if you're comfortable and you want to give a fist bump, an elbow bump, or a hug, that's just love one another. Online, if you're all alone watching online, then, then text somebody hello and chat with the people that are watching with us. Amen. Amen.
one. There we go. And this one you have to dial in online to make it sound good. It sounds good up here. And uh, praise the Lord. I got to get everything all set. Oh, it's still in my ear. So Jesse isn't here this morning. So hi, everybody. <laughs> Did I do that well? That was okay. All right. Amen. So yeah, Jesse's Jesse asked for the weekend off to to actually have some, a little bit of fun. She, you know, we are very blessed. And if she's not watching, maybe she'll watch later. To have Jesse, you know, she she works full full time, and and she gives uh, so much time to the youth, and then um, on Sunday mornings, and she does a lot of our Costco shopping. I mean, she just does so much around here, and I'm blessed. I need to do that when she's here as well, so you'll have, probably have to hear that again, um, but I was just thinking about it this week. Um, we were blessed to have someone like that, so, so she begged and pleaded for a day off, and I said no, and then she asked again, and then I said yes, so no. Um, anyway, so, hey, uh, so just a some, some, uh, couple of house cleaning uh, announcements and things. This morning, you have if you are a member, um, you received an envelope. If you have not received it, I think Felicia might be coming around and getting those to you. Before you leave, get yours if you're a member. Um, it's your annual letter and the budget and everything for the annual meeting coming up in two weeks. So it gives you a couple of weeks to familiarize yourself with, excuse me, um, you know, the, the budget from last year, the financials from last year, and the proposed budget for this year. And, and there's a, just a kind of a, a little letter that, you know, I started writing and I almost wrote, wrote a five-page letter because there's, you know, so much I wanted to say and I condensed it down. Um, and we'll just talk more on the, on the annual meeting, which is February 28th. All those online, we need to have a quorum. So uh, plan, we will Zoom that meeting. And um, for those who are at home, that way they can participate. And, um, you know, we have this awesome big screen up here, so we'll Zoom and we'll see all their little faces up there. Won't that be fun? We'll just get to see them all staring at us. It'd be kind of creepy, actually. Um, <laughs> but that's what we'll do. And um, so that'll be really, uh, a, a, it'll be a good time. We're going to have lunch that day. And so um, we'll be here a little bit extra long. And so if, if uh, for, for those of you who even come to in-person service, like, you know, I, I don't want to be that much longer in the building because of, of COVID things. Um, if you remember, I'm, you, you can feel free to that day after service even run home and get on Zoom. Um, we can do it on Zoom. We're just, we'll do that. Um, but we, between both avenues, we need to make sure that we have a quorum. So plan on being there. It's, um, you know, it's a good time, but it's not a bad time. We'll have lunch and we'll do all that good stuff. So do, uh, put that in your calendar. Um, lunch, yeah, we will. Uh, we are going to provide lunch. Probably what we'll do is a sandwich bar. I hadn't gotten that far, but we'll probably no, no, no. I, in my mind, no. I'm glad you, we'll probably do a sandwich bar. We'll we'll get all the fixings and you can like make a sandwich and do that. Um, and so we'll have you know even like lettuce and tomatoes. So if you don't want the bread part, you can just you know make up more of a salad. So that's it um, for that. And I don't know if there's any other announcements. I'm looking around for anyone, for Joe. And yes, we'll do that next. Yes, that's, yes. Do you need, got, okay. So uh, only other thing is, you know, we're going to take, take a moment to pray and receive our tithes and offerings, um, give you an opportunity to give back to the Lord. 
what he's already blessed you with. And, um, you know, it's up to you to determine in your heart uh, the way you're supposed to give according to how God has blessed you. And so we're going to allow you to do that. Um, giving online, we probably have that cool little graphic thing up there. Um, that's a great way to give. I didn't have to turn around. I get to see it up there. Um, texting is, is an easy way to do it. For those of you who are like, I don't know how, how that works, if you, once you text the first time, it sends you a link, then you set it up. After that, it's as easy as you, you text to that number an amount, and it goes, and that's it. That's it. So um, very simple, all those other ways. You can also uh, mail in you know, checks. We didn't used to put that down there, but that's a great way also to, to support um, and to send in your support if you're at home. Let's pray, and we'll get on with the, in the uh, message this morning. God, you are a provider personally and um, as a church family, as a church body. So, Father, this morning we thank you that you um, are always faithful as we worshiped and we, and we said. So, God, we just trust you to continue to provide individually and us uh, corporately. God, I thank you that you've blessed us to be able to bless missions and ministries um, throughout the world. And uh, we just pray you continue to help us to be a lighthouse here. God, to point the direction on the journey that we're all on. God, even as you've always said that we are a lighthouse, and now uh, we're the journey church, God, we need those lighthouses on our journey. Bless us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me grab my Bible and notes. I, I uh, realized I did not do a memory verse last week. You know, I, I thought about it later, you know, because it was a kind of strange service of the membership. So we didn't do them. But there's been a number of weeks where it was two verses in one, and this week is two verses in one. So I'll let us slide with that, and we'll just, you know, because um, we'll, I've got two, two verses for us this week. We are working at memorizing a verse every week. And um, they've been coinciding so far with the messages. And so this week, uh, we will be learning a new scripture. But we're going we're gonna to see if you, anyone remembers the passage, the scripture that we memorized two weeks ago with um, Mickey. Okay, does, first of all, does anyone remember the address of that scripture? Go ahead. That's this week's. With Mickey, it was John eleven thirty-five. So in the house, you can pull this down, but just make sure it's real loud in the stream. Okay, John eleven thirty-five. Don't look it up because if you need to look this up, you're in trouble. Wait, wait. What? I heard it. What? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. That is the the uh, shortest verse in the Bible, and it's a great memory verse. Jesus wept. Um, it's actually a great connection verse because. Um, because it uh, really, even though it's so short, it shows Jesus' humanity and that he actually did have, have uh, feelings, that he related with human beings. He didn't weep because Lazarus was dead. He wept because he saw the sorrow in the sisters because he knew what he was about to do. And so that's what we believe is that he wept because he was relating with the sorrowness of the, of his, of the, 
the sisters. And, they, and he, so that was a couple weeks ago. Um, that's almost a freebie. And so this week, um, our key, key text for today is a summary of the virtues. And it's a passage, again, most of us already know. And that comes, uh, it's the fruit of the Spirit found in anyone? Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So let's put that up there. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. We say patience, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. Okay? So you memorize that, and, and this is the, the new NIV, which is, I guess, the new new. It's the new new international version. I actually still prefer the 80s version because I'm a child of the 80s, I guess. But, um, but the, you know, it's, it's good. There's some, some little tweaks in there. This is a passage that most of us have on our wall somewhere. Again, there's a number of them, um, the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. And the, the virtue we're going to talk about today, and then we're going to actually going to try to talk a little bit about the virtue and then, uh, you know, maybe halftime, and then kind of sum up some things um, with some of the virtues. Though we're not done with the, the, the message, uh, the series, we're going to hit at least one more. Um, but this morning being Valentine's Day, uh, after we talk a little bit about self-control, I want to talk about some of the others and come back and talk about how we relate with one another's. Uh, one another's. One another. And... Uh, so, you know, self-control. Self-control is part of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is not plural. It's not the fruits of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, these are the things that should be emanating from our life when we're filled with the Spirit. Um, but they don't always come immediately when you get saved and the Spirit is living inside of you. Rather... I believe that the, the fruit of the Spirit begins to come from a life that is yielded to God and yielded to the Spirit, but they don't all, I, st I still don't, I wish they did, but they just don't seem like they all come at the same time, like you've been saved for a year, you've been reading your Bible every day, you've been praying every day, and poof, now you've got it all. I wish it was that easy. Don't you wish it was that easy, Melanie? I mean, right? I mean, come on. But that's just not the way it works. Um, but, but they begin to develop um, over time with a life that is yielded to the Spirit of God, kind of like fruit on a vine. Um, it, it's, it's amazing, but, you know, when you grow things, whether it's apples or, or grapes on a vine, um, you go out there and some, for whatever reason, usually because they have the right mixture of light and, and water and also shade, they mature a little bit quicker. And so during the harvest, sometimes you'll go out there in phases. And, uh, you know, if you have a, a fruit tree or anything, you know that when it, when it begins, you begin to look for the good ones. You're like, oh, wow, there's a good one. And you actually usually try to pick the good ones now because it might be another week or so, or days at least, but sometimes a week or so before some of the other ones ripen. And by then, that one might get yucky. So you begin to pull these fruit. The same thing happens with our life in Christ as we submit to God, as we live a spirit-filled life, some of the fruit begins to happen. Now, um, I've heard this message preached uh, so many times in so many various ways, as, as I know that most of you have too. There's always a different um, 
you know, take on it in understanding. And I have heard a number of times where somebody says, listen, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And out of love comes everything else. Well, well, that's a neat take. And I think there's uh, at least truth in that. The same reason that during this uh, message, this series on virtues, we chose love as the first virtue. Because we first have to do the great uh, commandment. And that's to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We, everything has got to come out of that. Um, in fact, if we don't do that, it's not the fruit of the Spirit. Anything, we could, we could, there's people that are kind that are, that are not saved. Their kindness is not the fruit of the Spirit. They've just learned to be kind. There's a difference. Um, there's a lot of kind people, but there's this, this spiritual gift. It's not a gift, but spiritual uh, fruit that comes from a life that, that um, is, supersedes these things. Sometimes we look at people and say, oh, they're so full of the Spirit because they're kind. I'm like, you know, that's not necessarily true. Because I bet you all can think of people who don't know Jesus. Maybe they're atheists and they're kind. And you go, well, is it the fruit of the Spirit? It's not the fruit of the Spirit. They're just kind, and I love kind people. But the Spirit of God, when we yield Him, begins to bring a supernatural thing. You know what I love? Is I love to see the person who you knew before they were saved, and they were never kind. They were kind of a jerk. They get saved and they get the, the Spirit begins to live and they change because God has done something inside of them. And so, so that can happen. And so this fruit begins to come. And the first one is love because, remember our, our memory verse, uh, you know, love, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So we love God and we love our neighbor. And, and the first one um, in some ways is, is easier you know, Jesus said, well, how can you love the, you know, the one you can't see uh, if you have a hard time loving the one you can't see? And, and sometimes I can get to heaven and I can say, you know, I, I think I know what you're saying, but I tell you, it's a, a lot easier to love you that I don't see because the people that I see, man, they're just, they hack me off <laughs> sometimes. And so we get really tested with that, but we love God and, and we love our neighbor. And, um, you know, God is, is full of love and grace. Now, I, I think I can say that. I say it now probably because I've grown up, even before I was saved, believing that God was a God of love. And some people out there don't believe that. They don't have that reference. So loving people is probably easier than loving this God that they think is the cosmic God with the magnifying glass, and we're all ants, and he's just trying to burn us. <laughs> I've heard that from people. That's what they, they view God as, and that's, that, that's sad, but it's a real legitimate view that they, God is not just impersonal. He's kind of an angry God. And we as believers need to help people change that view. So we love God, and then we love our neighbors. When, and, you know, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan helps us understand that our neighbor is whoever God puts in our path, whether they're from a different culture, whether they are what we are perceived enemy, whether we've ever met them, whether they live on our neighborhood, because the Samaritans didn't live next door to the Jews. So they weren't, it wasn't a location it was whoever God really brings into your path, we're supposed to love them and be neighborly towards them. And so, so the, the fruit of the Spirit comes out of, of being filled with the Spirit. And, and it says, for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, 
gentleness and self-control. Probably out of order, but these are the fruit that comes from that spirit-filled life. And the very last one is, is self-control. We're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. It is self-control, but it's a fruit of the Spirit. So right there is a little interesting. It is not called, uh, it's, it's not the fruit of the saints, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And yet, it, it, though it's self-control, it, it comes empowered by the Spirit of God. Self-control. How do we get self-control? Because it's a spiritual thing, the first thing I'd say is you have to be connected to Christ. To, to let that be a, a fruit of the Spirit, self-control, and I tell you, that's one of the hardest ones. There's, you know, the thing about some of the people in, in, the, in the Scriptures, they needed self-control. Um, Abraham and Sarah needed self-control so that they didn't, uh, they needed patience and self-control. Because when the, when the promise wasn't coming as quick as they wanted, Sarah said, hey, let's, I, I want a child. And, and so she came up with this idea to give Hagar to her husband. And Abraham needed self-control to say, no. No, we're not going to do it that way. Um, Joseph needed it. He needed self-control, I, I believe. Now, some people would agree, disagree, and that's fine. Uh, but I believe that he actually needed some more self-control when he would go and share his dreams to his brothers and to his parents. I, I just, you know, it doesn't say that that was necessarily a good thing when he would say, hey, guess what? I had this dream. You guys all bowed down to me. You know, I, self-control, guys. Like, there's some things we know, you know, but we don't need to share. And, and you know, some people say, well, that was, you know, I mean, God, it was part of God's plan and he used that. But there was some self-control in that. His brothers needed that when... They threw him in the pit. We're going to kill him and sold him into slavery. They needed some self-control. Uh, have you ever needed self-control uh, in an argument? You know, hopefully you, you use it more than you don't. Because in an argument, you get that flesh thing come up and you want to say these really yucky things to people or do things. We need self-control. And, you know, let's put that thing on. A simple word, and he needed to say no. Instead, he gave in. He wa he he wasn't in control himself. They weren't in control themselves. Kind of bad. Went bad for them. Self control is a good thing. So how do we do it? Be connected to Christ. Don't overlook um, the obvious that that the fruit of the spirit. It's not the fruit of the saint. In other words, you can't get it by just working harder. You have to get it. By being connected to him. John 15, 5. John 15, 5. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he'll bear much fruit. You have to remain, abide. And, and that's, that's an issue in the church. It's an issue for Christians. We don't abide. I'm not saying you don't, but a lot of 